It really is Super Wild Card Weekend. Welcome to Harvey's Huddle, I'm Jackson Harvey. This is all things AFC Wild Card Weekend. Of course, if you haven't listened to my previous episode this week, I went over all of the NFC matchups for this Wild Card Weekend. Go take a look at that if you haven't already and let me know what you think. I love the AFC matchups going on this weekend. I really think that there's just there's no bad game here. I mean, like I said, go check out what I said about the other games in my other episode. But there, there are three really competitive games going on in the AFC this weekend. And I'm excited to talk about them with you guys. Check me out on Instagram at Harvey's Huddle. Or on Twitter at Harvey underscore Huddle. Um, and let's get into this. First off, I want to talk about Indianapolis taking on Buffalo. Of course, this is Buffalo's first home playoff game in, seems like, eons. Um, but Josh Allen played really well. He didn't play the whole game against the Dolphins, but he went 18 for 25, 224 yards, three touchdowns, and a pick. They routed the Dolphins. And a running back by the name of Antonio Williams. Haven't really seen him, I don't think, on the Bills. Um, rushing stats a lot this season. But he went for 63 yards and a couple of touchdowns as well. Um, of course, this was against... They they almost put up 60 points against a Dolphins team that's supposed to have one of the best defenses in the league. So it was pretty surprising to see them dominate in that fashion to end the regular season. In kind of news for the Bills, though, both Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley have been officially designated as questionable for Saturday's game. Um, Diggs, uh, Beasley has the knee injury and Diggs has some other leg injury that he's dealing with. Um, But Allen, in other news, he won the AFC Offensive Player of the Month for December, so props to him. Um, this offense has been electric. They've been fun to watch. They've been just a really solid offense. Um, and Josh Allen has taken strides in this breakout season for him. The offense, they're tied for the fourth highest yards per pass attempt with eight yards. Um, that's also the second highest among playoff teams. They have the third most passing yards in the NFL, also second highest amongst playoff teams. They're tied for the third most passing touchdowns in the league with 40. They have the third highest quarterback rating in the league with 107.6. And they have the ninth least sacks allowed with 27. On defense, the Bills have... They had four turnovers on Sunday against a Dolphins team. I I don't really like the Dolphins offense. I, I think Tua, he threw 58 times on Sunday and... Just goes to show, I I don't know how much you can trust to his arm. Um, Their defense, the Bills, they've allowed the fifth lowest quarterback rating in the league with 86.9. They're tied for the eighth lowest yards per pass attempt with 6.9. And they've allowed the sixth most rushing touchdowns in the league with 21. That's also the highest amount of rushing touchdowns allowed amongst playoff teams. Along with a highest... (laughs) stat amongst playoff teams they've allowed the highest yards per carry with 4.6 
that's the seventh highest in the NFL. Um, I, I like I said, I really like this Bills teams. The Bills defense has been something that I've looked at um, for the last few weeks. They've been really, really brilliant, um, and I, I think their coaching has been really good, um, and they've been able to really take this home stretch of the regular season and really bring out the best in their team and start peaking at the right time. On the other hand, you got Phillip Rivers. They played a not a great game against Jacksonville. It was kind of dicey um, for about a quarter and a half. They won 28-14. to 14. Rivers went 17 for 27, 164 yards, and a touchdown and a pick. Jonathan Taylor, he ran for 253 yards and two touchdowns in that win. Um, Colts are one of the most inconsistent teams in the league, I think. It's it's really weird to see them because when, when they're good, they are really, really good. But when they're bad, they, they're just bad. <laughs> and they almost lost to the Jaguars, who they also lost to in week one. Um, Phillip Rivers has been kind of hot and cold. Do you think he would have had a lot more success against a bad Jaguars defense? Um, the Colts right now on offense, they've allowed the second lowest sacks with 21. And there's nothing else that's really outstanding with this offense in terms of stats. Um, I, I do like this team when Rivers is able to throw the ball well. And I, d- I don't think T.Y. Hilton got a lot of targets. I don't know if he even played on Sunday. But this team needs to get Phillip Rivers going, and he needs to be throwing for 300-plus yards a game in order to give them a shot here. Um, Jonathan Taylor, he's really the only bright spot um, there. I mean, Hines had a good game uh, November, I think. But I think Jonathan Taylor, he really needs to take advantage of a spotty rush defense with the Bills and run like he did against the Jaguars. On defense, the Colts had one of the best defenses in the league for so long, it seemed like. But right now they're tied for the seventh most interceptions in the league with 15, and they're tied for the second lowest rush yards per carry allowed with 3.7. This game, to me, really depends on key matchups and key injuries. Of course, if the Bills are without Beasley and Diggs, I'm, I'm going to be worried about that. Um, before the regular season ended, they did pick up Kenny Stills off of waivers, so we'll see if he has any factors into the, how this game plays out and even just how many snaps he's able to play. Um, I really like this Bills team, though. They are riding high. They have the momentum. They have been just phenomenal in the month of December, and I think Josh Allen is ready to take that next step into being Mr. January. I really think he's able to come in the clutch and he's going to make some really key throws no matter who his receivers are. And I think they're going to be able to win this football game. Um, Jonathan Taylor might be able to run a lot, but I don't think the Colts are going to be able to get it done through the air in Buffalo. Who knows what the weather is going to be like in Buffalo either. The conditions can change like that in uh in new york so we'll see what happens um i think buffalo wins this one i don't see josh allen losing in the wild card matchup and i'm going to take buffalo here 34 to 20
Next up, we got one of my favorite matchups um, of this whole weekend. Like I said, I like all the AFC matchups, but Cleveland taking on Pittsburgh is really interesting, and it's unique because they played each other in Week 17. Um, A lot of people have been talking and taking jabs at Baker Mayfield and the Browns because, oh, they lost, or they nearly lost to the Steelers practice squad and things like that have been popping up all over my feeds. I really don't think that's true. If Pittsburgh's practice squad is made up of James Conner and um, Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster, Deontay Johnson, Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, Tyson Alualu, you know, most of their starters were there and playing. Juju barely, he had one touchdown catch, and he didn't really make much of a difference other than that. Claypool played great, Mason Rudolph was able to get him involved, but I wouldn't discredit that Cleveland win. Of course, having the starters that they've benched would have made probably a difference, but um, we'll see what goes on this week. Any given Sunday, right? Uh, Baker Mayfield, he went 17 for 27. 196 yards and a touchdown in their Week 17 win against the Steelers. Nick Chubb went for 108 yards and a touchdown. Kareem Hunt didn't really get a lot of action. It looks like so Mayfield got more rushing yards than him, uh, which is weird. You got to get Hunt going here. They need their two-headed dragon of a rushing attack in order to be able to beat the Steelers team in the playoffs. The offense right now, they're tied for the fifth least interceptions given up in the league with eight. They have the eighth least sacks allowed with 26. They're tied for the fifth highest yards per rushing carry with 4.8. And they have the fifth most rush touchdowns in the league with 21. Um, Their defense, on the other hand, I've been saying it for the last few weeks, their secondary needs some help. They need to either make some coaching adjustments or or something to really stick it to this um, Steelers receiving core in order to try to win this game because, you know, the Steelers don't have a rush game, so focus on that pass. Their defense, in terms of stats, they have allowed the eighth most passing touchdowns in the league with 31, um, and they're in the middle of the pack for rushing defense. On the other end, you have Mason Rudolph. He isn't going to play this week, but he still had a really great game on Sunday. Um, he went 22 for 39, 315 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. On the other hand, James Conner, he only ran for a measly 37 yards and zero touchdowns. The Steelers team cannot run the football. I can't stress that enough. I don't think anyone's been able to stress that enough. This team is one-dimensional. I think they're mo- the most one-dimensional team in the playoffs right now and you've got Washington (laughs) in the playoffs over on the NFC side of things on offense in terms of stats they have allowed the least amount of sacks in the league with 14 which is impressive given the amount of times they pass the ball they're tied for the third lowest yards per pass attempt with 6.3 which is astonishing because they have the most pass attempts in the league with 656 attempts. They're tied for the six most passing touchdowns in the league with 35, and 
they have the lowest yards per rush with 3.6. Their defense, on the other hand, they've been great all season. Um, they have faced the third lowest pass attempts in the league with 526. They have the lowest completion percentage in the league, allowed 56.7%. They're tied for the fourth lowest yards per pass attempt with 6.6. Tied for the fifth lowest pass touchdowns allowed with 22. They're tied for the most interceptions in the league with 18. The lowest quarterback rating allowed with 76.7. They have the most sacks in the league with 56. Their rush D is not as great, and I think that's going to play a huge factor in this game, um, but it's decent. They're tied for the seventh lowest amount of rushing touchdowns allowed with 13. Now, I really think this game could go either way. I, the Browns could win it, the Steelers could win it. I, I have been preaching about the Browns. I've loved the Browns. I've even wanted them to win the division until they lost to the Jets. But uh, there there's some really big questions that need to be answered here. Um, is, is their secondary going to be able to stop this wide receivers court with uh, Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and Juju Smith-Schuster? Can Pittsburgh get a running game going? Can they do something? Even if you just get 75 yards on the ground, not asking for much. Just do that little bit and you guys have a shot here. And of course, one of the biggest things going on out of Cleveland is Kevin Stefanski has tested positive for COVID-19. He's not allowed at the game on Sunday. He's not going to be there. I think their special teams coach is the interim head coach. So how's that going to play out? Stefanski's in the running for coach of the year and you're going to miss your head coach in your first playoff game in years that's going to be pretty scary to deal with um, and will that absence matter will it, will it do something to the team or will it spark the team to playing really good football who knows I think most of Cleveland's wide receiving core is also coming back, so that's great. Jarvis Landry, he's known to have pretty good appearances in the playoffs. We'll see how it goes. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, and Jarvis Landry and Baker Mayfield, they need to get it done on offense in order to do this. In terms of my take on what's going to happen, I kind of a hot take. I don't know how Big Ben's going to be able to do this. I think it was a big mistake for Pittsburgh to rest him. I know they didn't have an official bye week. Um, the bye week they did have, they still had to prepare as if they were playing that week, and then everything got kind of messed up with um, a COVID test on the opposing team. But I really don't know if it was the smartest thing to sit Ben Roethlisberger. And I, I don't know if he's going to be able to shake off the rust right away. I think he's, it's going to take him a half. And then who knows what the cold in Pittsburgh is going to do to his surgically repaired elbow. You're going to ask him to throw 50-plus times in this kind of weather going on in January? Even against a, or a Cleveland secondary that has more holes than Swiss cheese. I don't know if you can ask for your 
late 30s quarterback to do that. I think he's going to throw for less than 250 yards in this game. And I think Cleveland's going to take this one from the Steelers. I think it was a mistake to sit him. I think it was a mistake to sit um, TJ Watt. I think they should have played to beat the Browns in Week 17 and to stop them from getting into the playoffs. I really think they should have done that because the Browns are going to knock them out of the playoffs. Cleveland's going to get it done in the cold in Pittsburgh, and the Steelers are going to be left wondering, huh, we were 11-0 at one point. Weird. Cleveland wins this one 28-25, and I'll even call it on a last-second field goal by Cleveland. And the dog pound will go absolutely crazy. And then last but not least, we've got Baltimore taking on the Tennessee Titans. This is one of my favorite matchups of the whole season. Uh, We've got a 2019 playoffs matchup. The Titans took out the Ravens last year. And the Titans also won in overtime it back in November 30-24 to 24, off of a pretty good Derrick Henry. I think it was like a 30-plus yard run to end the game. Ryan Tannehill against the Texans on Sunday went 18 for 27, 216 yards and a touchdown. Derrick Henry went for 250 yards on the ground with two touchdowns. They nearly lost that game as well, so while we... Have the Houston Texans on our lips. Let's talk about Deshaun Watson and hopefully he can get out of there. I think he should land with New England. Um, <laughs> Bill Belichick would be a miss to pass up an opportunity to snag him. Tannehill, he's been solid. Uh, he hasn't been phenomenal. He's only had a couple of 300 yard games, but he's had a few three touchdown games, I think four or five. Derrick Henry's been phenomenal. 2,000 plus yards, rushing title for him. Um, This Tennessee offense, they are tied for the sixth most yards per pass attempt with 7.9. They're tied for the sixth lowest sacks allowed with 25. They're tied for the eighth most passing touchdowns with 33. And they're tied for the second least interceptions thrown. Second highest yards per rushing uh, attempt with 5.2 and they have the second most rushing touchdowns in the league with 26 their defense on the other hand they have the second most passing touchdowns allowed with 36 they're tied for the seventh most interceptions with 15 they have the ninth highest quarterback rating with 97 and a half um percent not percent just a quarterback rating um they have the third least sacks four which is 19 that seems a little crazy. You need to have more sacks if you're in a playoff spot. Um, I I don't really enjoy this Titans team. I don't think they have the same kind of fire that they did last year coming into the playoffs. But we'll see how they go against this Ravens team. Um, the Ravens, they've come into their own in December. I think ever since all the COVID issues were left in the rear mirror in November, I think they had all those issues. Um, They've really done well. Lamar Jackson went 10 for 18 with 113 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. He also had 97 rushing yards on the day. Dobbins, he went 160 yards rushing with two touchdowns. They don't have a phenomenal pass offense, but they did throw three touchdowns against the Cincinnati Bengals. So 
good for them. And one of them was a beauty too. Marquise Brown props, props to this team for just sticking to what they know, not even what they know, but to their strengths. They've been doing a really good job. I, I can rag on the Ravens sometimes because they are kind of one dimensional, but Lamar Jackson, he needs to prove that he can get it done with his arm in the playoffs here. Because you know Tennessee's going to be trying to stifle that rush defense or that rushing offense that they have like they did last season in the playoffs. Now, they may not have the best passing offense in the league, but they have the number one rushing offense in the league. Um, They have the number one spot in terms of rushing yards in the NFL with 3,071. They have the number one spot in terms of yards per rush with 5.5 imagine that 5.5 yards per rush attempt great job they're in the number three spot in terms of rushing touchdowns with 24 and they're in the number one spot in terms of rushes of 20 yards or more with 31 their defense on the other hand they're pretty decent Um, they are tied for the second lowest yards per pass attempt allowed with 6.4 They're tied for the 5th least passing touchdowns allowed with 22. They're tied for the 5th least interceptions with 10. And they faced the 3rd least rushing attempts in the NFL with 382. And on top of that, they're tied for the 4th least rushing touchdowns given up with 12. This one, despite it being such a good game and me not liking the Titans very much, it's hard for me. I just sat there looking at the matchup for about six or seven minutes just trying to figure out who I want to take it's it's a hard one to choose the Ravens they haven't been very proven in the playoffs in the past couple of seasons especially with Lamar Jackson and if Lamar Jackson loses this game I don't know what happens to the coaching staff in Baltimore I don't know what happens to Lamar Jackson in Baltimore but there could be a lot of cries for an overhaul to in order to get to that next step I've said it a few times in the past week but you can't be stagnant as a football team. You need to be taking that next step towards a Super Bowl. Tennessee's had their number as well <laughs> the past season. They have they beat them out of the playoffs last year, and they beat them in November in with a healthy team, even. So we'll see what happens. Will Derrick Henry continue to run wild against opposing defenses? He had about 130 to 150 yards in their matchup in November. Will Lamar Jackson and company be able to run well? Will the Titans be able to stop that rush defense and force Lamar Jackson to pass the ball well in order to win this game? If that happens, will Lamar Jackson be able to do it? Um, Is Tannehill going to be able to pass the ball well? If Derrick Henry is running wild, Tannehill's got to get into that too in the play-action game. This will be a close game, I think. It's going to come down to the wire again. Their November game came down to an overtime um, period. So I really like the way Baltimore's been playing in December, however. Ever since all of their COVID issues, they've come together as a team. Harbaugh has done a great job at bringing this team together and at letting them stick to what they are best at. I cannot stress that enough. I think Baltimore is going to win a close one here. 
And I think the score is going to be high. I don't think the defense is going to be very well, um, be playing very well. I think Derrick Henry is going to run for 200 plus yards. I think Lamar Jackson's going to run for 100 plus yards. I think J.K. Dobbins is going to run for 100 plus yards. And there's going to be touchdowns all over the place. And I mm-hmm. think Lamar Jackson's going to throw for at least two touchdowns in this game. I'm going to take Baltimore here, 34 to 31. Well, there you have it. If you've listened to my other episode, you have all of my predictions for the six games going on this weekend. Just so you know, my Super Bowl favorite right now has to be Kansas City. Uh, I think they have a really big chance, really good chance of making it. Um, i kind of anticipating a Chiefs-Packers Super Bowl, which would be phenomenal, but I am looking at Tampa Bay and Buffalo to be dark horses there. Even New Orleans, the way that Breeze is playing and I think Breeze could even <laughs> be trying a little harder ever since reports come out that he is going to be retiring after the season. We'll see what happens. Wildcard weekend's so fun because you never know. Everything is so unpredictable with these teams, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see how it plays out. Um, thanks for listening. Let me know what you think. I'm on Instagram at Harvey's Huddle. And on Twitter at Harvey underscore Huddle. Or if you like YouTube, go hit that subscribe button. Listen to my episodes there. Harvey's Huddle is the channel name. Again, enjoy this wildcard weekend. Sit back and relax. We got a lot of really great football coming for you. I'm Jackson Harvey. This has been Harvey's Huddle. Take care.